welcome to Repod, the podcast discussing podcasting in Europe with industry experts and creators. My name is Alexander Damiano Ricci and I'm your host. For this fifth episode of Repod, we invited Andy Taylor, who is Chief Executive Officer and founder of Bulb. Bulb is a Welsh company focused on producing innovation in content and products. Andy founded the company after two decades in audio and radio. He also worked for the BBC. But beyond all that, Andy is the inventor of Accordion. Accordion is a piece of tech that gives podcast listeners the control of the duration of content without losing structure. At Bull Media, we have tested the tool on our podcast series, My Question to Angela Merkel, and we were stunned. So, in this chat with Andy, we explain what Accordion is, how it works, and what the upcoming innovations in the field of podcasting will look like. Right, so let's focus on Accordion. You mentioned it's the name of a company, but actually it's a tool which is relevant in the field of podcasting. Can you tell a bit more about Accordion as a tool? Yeah, so what Accordion does is that it allows listeners in the context of podcasting to control the duration of the content, to control the length of each episode. But it does it without speeding it up. And it does it whilst maintaining tone, structure, and feel. So what that means is if your favorite podcast usually has an episode time of around 40 minutes, but unfortunately, your commute, which used to fit lovely 40 minutes, but now your commute is 20 minutes, or you don't have a commute anymore, and you're trying to listen when you're cooking the dinner for the kids and you've only got 25 minutes, then you can select the 25-minute version using a slider bar. And that version will still make sense. It still has the beginning, the middle, the end. It has all the essential parts. It's not sped up. You can't hear the joins. It just sounds like the normal podcast episode, except it's 25 minutes long instead of 40 minutes long. Obviously, the next question is, how is that possible? It all came from someone saying, you know, I wish my podcast would automatically and perfectly fit the time I had available. It was literally from someone saying, oh, I've changed where I'm working this week and my commute is now 10 minutes shorter and I'm missing the last 10 minutes of every episode. So I thought, well, how do I solve that problem? And I thought back to when I was at the BBC and I used to make documentaries for a while. And I would make a one-hour version. And then for our sister channel, I would make the half-hour version for a repeat. And then for YouTube, we'd make the 15-minute version. And then for uh, clips on another program, there might be a one-minute. Or, or on Facebook, there might be a one-minute version. And then a 30-second clip. And then a 10-second clip. All this reversioning. And I was doing it all manually. And I thought, well, how did I do that? And what I tried to do in developing Accordion is I tried to go back and think, what were my processes? And then I tried to automate them as much as possible. And so what that means is Accordion effectively dynamically reversions the content. So it looks at what the content is made up of, it analyzes it, it divides it up, and then it reorganizes it. And the way it reorganizes it and the bits that it chooses and how it chooses them, that's obviously all within the intellectual property behind Accordion, which we're, we're in the process of going through the international patent process. So You know, I can't go into the absolute nitty gritty detail, but it's a combination of it can be fully automated or it can be pretty much all manual and anything in between. So as a producer, you've still got as much control as you want. If you want to say to Accordion, look, this is the point I really want to get across, or it has to have these three things in every version, 
then accordion can take that information and then do all the rest of the work. So it's doing the heavy lifting on reversioning and it's doing it by looking at what's there and making some decisions about it, reordering it, rearranging it, and then playing it out again. First of all, I think that the name is brilliant. I rarely have seen such a big match between the name of a tool and what it does. But I wanted to ask you next, what is the stage of development of the tool right now? I mean, it's not commercialized yet, right? It's not on the market, so to speak. Can you tell us a bit more about the process? You mentioned looking and going, applying for patent right now. So how does it look from here then to have this tool available for, I guess, a really large audience? So it's very much uh, a tool. It is commercially available, but on a B2B basis. So I'm approaching other companies, showing them what Accordion can do, and then looking for use cases where it can really help them out and then working on individual projects with them. So we have paying customers in a few different fields. The obvious one is podcasting. So there's a podcast here in the UK called Planet Possible, which is growing very quickly. It's an environmental podcast, kind of concerned with climate change and, and how uh, water and environment are being managed going forward. They get to speak to a lot of scientists on the cutting edge of what's going on. It's really growing very quickly. So they approached me and said, can we be the first to use Accordion? Because it's the cutting edge of innovation in podcasting at the moment. And we want our audience to be able to choose the length at which they listen to our episodes. And so Accordion has been applied to season three, which was the last season, and is now being applied to season four. And how that works is the normal episode, the regular traditional version gets released And then a week after that, you can go to the Accordion website, www.accordion.live forward slash planet possible, and you can see the episode there and you'll be able to take control of the length of the episode. And it's really fascinating what it's done. It's given a boost to the numbers from anywhere between about 10% to 40% on some episodes so it's increasing the reach and increasing the impact of that podcast. And the anecdotal feedback we get, there was one which always sticks with me where we made a podcast at a, one of the episodes at a conference where a big bit of policy was announced by the British government. And one of the chairs of a company that had to respond to this new policy would have to change how they work and would have to inform their customers. He was supposed to be at the conference where this speech was delivered, but he couldn't make it because his child was ill. And so he thought, well, what am I going to do? I'm, I can't really chair a meeting having not heard the speech. But he didn't have time to listen to the whole 40-minute speech. But because it was an accordion, he was able to listen to the 15-minute version. And it wasn't a summary. It wasn't a list of bullet points saying, oh, and then they said this. He was able to listen to how the minister, how she actually gave the news and the message, the nuance, the tone, all of these things which are really crucial to the success of podcasting. You know, it's very different just to read something and then to hear it, how the person said it. So he was able to hear that. And in the 15 minutes, and he, he said to me in an email, he said, it was as if I'd listened to the whole thing. And I was able to walk into the conference room, chair the meeting in full knowledge of knowing what her position was and what the position of the government was. And that's a really perfect illustration of the power of accordion. I must admit that this sounds really exciting. And I think that what makes it so exciting is the word 
you use also in, in your pitch, which is structure. I mean, without losing any structure of the whole content. Now, I would be tempted to say that, but correct me if I'm wrong, that the big change is whether you have the availability of using such a tool and technology on the platforms where people already listen to podcasts. Would that be right? I mean, this would be really a game changer for your tool or your process as a company. Is that right or not? Yes, definitely. Look, I'll be honest with you, the whole time I've been developing it, which has been a couple of years now, I keep thinking every morning I'm going to open my Spotify and I'm going to see an accordion style slider bar underneath an episode. Because to me, it seems so obvious that this is something that listeners should be able to do. We have so much control in other areas of media. You think about how much visual media has changed in the last 10, 20, 30 years. So I'm 45 years old. And when I was a kid in the UK, we had three channels on the television, then four and then five. And, you know, you just watched what was on. And now on any subject, I can watch anything from a 10 second TikTok to a two hour in-depth documentary with massively high production values, all within three meters of where I've sat now. I have all the devices that make that possible. So that's a massive change. And yet in audio, in podcasting, we just expect people, we say, oh, here's the episode length. There it is. Take it or leave it. And sometimes that length can vary hugely. To me, it is obvious that if we have the capability to control the length of podcasts, which we do because Accordion exists and proves that, then we should be using it as widely as possible. And I really want to see a day, and I really hope it's possible, where that accordion slider bar will be under every piece of audio content and video, by the way, because it works with video as well. And we're just starting to explore that. But it's really a business question, not a creativity question. And that's the stage I am at the moment where I am a bootstrapped, self-funded company run by one person, me. And to go and knock on the doors of the biggest players in the industry is very hard because, well, there isn't a door to knock on for a start. You know, there's just a big brick wall. Now, obviously I'm trying my best. And even for someone like me who has some quite good connections within the podcasting sector, this is actually an important point to make if you're interested in innovation in podcasting. There is a big resistance to innovation in podcasting in general. And it's because People are making money out of podcasting. The big platforms are doing very well. And there's this attitude of, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Why would I adjust and meddle with the formula that is making me money? Which I can understand. But so many industries have taught us over the years that the time to innovate is before you have a crisis, not when the crisis happens. And it's interesting at the moment for those of us that follow podcasting and how the industry works. I mean, you have to remember podcasting is still a very young industry, but for the first time ever, there are a few dissenting voices saying, hang on, do these commercial models work? Why are there being lots of jobs being lost and layoffs at some of the major platforms? You know, they're just questioning. And I think that for me focuses the mind even more on innovation because we have to keep improving the product. We have to keep offering the audiences more because 
Otherwise, they will go somewhere else and they will do something else. I mean, you you just have to look at how TV audiences have declined given, you know, the rise of YouTube. You know, this change happens. And as an industry, you want to be leading that change, not reacting to it. Fascinating. Thanks for that. Let me ask you, you are one of those innovators. And I would be interested to have your personal opinion or perspective on what do you see as being the most prominent and more potentially interesting innovations in the field of podcasting in, let's say, next five to 10 years? We had a chat in a previous episode of Repod with Jay Harrison, who is a researcher, and he was mentioning really that everything which is connected to the personalization of content, so again, metadata and how we can shape content based on those metadata is the future. So adaptive podcasting, for instance, Would you share his view? Is there anything else you would like to add to this point he made, for instance? How do you see innovation in podcasting in the next five to 10 years? Yeah, I think personalization is important. And Accordion is a personalization tool. It lets you choose the duration that you want. And so I feel like it's almost the most important personalization tool because our time is our most important resource. But what is becoming possible in the field of personalization is fascinating. And this was the insight that kicked off accordion in the first place is the insight that the devices that we listen to podcasts on are capable of so much more than just playing us audio, which is all we ask them to do at the moment. There's a challenge there in that unless it works perfectly, it can get annoying. If it feels clunky in any way, then you probably just turn it off and go back to the normal episode. So there's a real challenge there. AI GPT-3, you know, that's the elephant in the room, isn't it? That's what everyone is going crazy for at the moment. You know, they're just, the accessibility to chat GPT has given all creators in all fields that question of how could I use this? So I think we're only scratching the surface in terms of what AI could do in terms of podcasting. If you look at how podcasting is funded and it's an advertising driven model which interesting is not the case in all countries for instance in china podcasting is a lot more funded by subscription which makes it function in a completely different way but if you're looking at an advertising funded model of podcasting then the area that will attract the most investment in innovation is advertising it's just logical and that is where i see most of the innovation efforts going is how can we deliver advertising in a more targeted way? How can we make the ads be more perfectly matched to the audience? So it's just a slightly scary situation where I think as an audience member, it's likely in five years time that the adverts you're hearing in your favorite podcast are more successfully personalized to you than the content. I believe that personalization is great. But I start also questioning myself in the long run, if everyone listens to something totally personalized, how are we able to have, you know, rational public debates <laughs> and, you know, how will our democracies function in the future? But I guess this is a question which goes a bit beyond the scope of this podcast, but I'd be happy to talk about this, Andy, in the future. I would like to end this chat by you telling people where they can reach out to you. And I think it's relevant to say also that you will be in London in May at the podcast show 2023. Can you already give us a bit of insights about what you will be talking? Is that possible? Yeah, sure. So at the podcast show, 
me and a friend of mine who works at the BBC in research and development called Ian Forrester. We're going to be doing a session together and we're going to be doing a lot of the stuff that we've been covering here. We're going to be doing some future gazing. We're going to say, what will podcasts be doing next year, in five years time and beyond? You know, I worked for the BBC for many years. I know how it operates and, and Ian's still there. And the way the BBC works is it does stuff purely for the sake of doing it well, which is brilliant. It doesn't have the commercial pressures of being outside of the BBC where you've got to make things profitable. So I'm from the slightly different angle where I've got a new product that I'm trying to you know, launch to the market and make profitable. So we're both trying to use innovation and personalization of podcasts to make the audience's life better, but from slightly different angles. And I think that's going to make it a really interesting talk because, for instance, Accordion only does one thing. It changes the duration. You know, and I'm very deliberate that it focuses on that because I think that's the most important personalization tool personally. What Ian works on is wider personalization things. So, you know, your podcast that can greet you by your name in the morning, know where the wet know what the weather is where you are, know what the ambient sound levels around you are so it can adjust how it plays you the audio so it's they're two very different takes on the same thing so i think that'll be fascinating and the other part of your question was how can people get in touch with me the easiest way that people can find out more about accordion and i'm always happy to speak to people if you're interested in accordion then i'm interested in speaking to you and i don't just mean that from a commercial point of view obviously but also, you know, I'm just interested to meet people who are interested in innovation. So the website to go to is www.accordion-innovation.com. And on that website, there's the whole story of Accordion. There's a Q&A there about how it came into being. There are links to various projects that it's been used on. There's a blog which lets you know what's happening with it. And also there's a contact form and if you fill that in, the email will go directly to me and, and we can just pick up from there. And if you want to have a look at, so that's more of the kind of information uh, website. If you want to have a look at Accordion in action, then the best place to go is the Planet Possible episodes that are being done at the moment. So that is www.accordion.live forward slash Planet Possible. Brilliant, Andy. Thank you so much for your time today. No worries. My pleasure. And that's it for the fifth episode of Repod, the podcast produced by the Brussels-based Bull Media Podcast Agency, discussing podcasting in Europe with industry experts and creators. As we missed out on April, we'll be back in a couple of weeks only with another relevant chat on podcasting in Europe. We'll be talking to Henriette Högeri, who is the CEO and co-founder of Podster, a Danish podcast startup specialized in locating podcasts from all over the world, acquiring intellectual property rights for them, and then reproducing the content to other languages. So it's going to be a truly cross-border podcast episode, in line with the mission of Repod, to connect podcast professionals from different European countries. So talk to you soon on Repod, European Podcasting.